everybody, and welcome to my 390 podcast. My name is Tucker Allen, and today I'm going to be interviewing a very special guest, and I'll go ahead and let her introduce herself. Hello, my name is Amanda Allen. I'm Tucker's mother. I'm also a school teacher. I've taught for 32 years. I taught 30 years in the state of Georgia and retired, and now I'm in my second year in the state of Alabama. I've taught all grades, kindergarten through fifth grade. I've taught all subjects. Um, for several, several years in the grades fourth and fifth grade, we were departmentalized and social studies was one of the content areas that I got to teach. Okay. So, uh, that's interesting. And that's one of the big reasons I wanted to interview today was your prior experience in uh, social studies as a teacher and uh, all these podcasts that we've been doing in class and that each of us have been assigned um, have been designed to tackle different educational issues in the classroom and in all areas, really. But the the issue that me and you are going to be tackling today is how to create engaging lessons that really grab the student's attention, primarily in social studies, but really I would like to tap into all of your prior knowledge in the subjects, if that's okay with you, but primarily social studies. So, Mom, you've already t- touched on this question a little bit, but I'll ask it anyway. How often have you taught social studies, and would you say that the students were interested and engaged during the lessons? I've taught social studies all 32 years because no matter what grade you teach, you have standards in the content area of social studies. Uh, I was able to maybe focus more on social studies when I was actually departmentalized, and that was my content area. But I'd, I'd love to say that all 32 years, my children were all engaged and very interested in everything I had to say, but that's not the truth. Um... Because when you first start out teaching, I I learned things as I taught um, about how to make them more engaging and more interested in the lessons that I was teaching. So, um, yes, I'd love to say that I have always had engaging lessons, but I'm sure that I haven't always. But I do Mm -hmm. try my very best to have them. Okay, so uh, my next question for you is, how in the past have you taught your social studies lessons? And this is kind of going to touch on uh, some of my other coursework and my education classes. But um, what I mean by this is there's really two routes, historically, traditional and progressive. And uh, it doesn't necessarily have to fit those definitions. But did you teach lecture-based types of social studies lessons? Did you kind of let the students do their own thing with like uh, projects, uh, re- course reading, stuff like that? How exactly did you teach your social studies lessons? I always try to make my lessons um, more hands-on. And yes, there are times that you have to stand and and talk and teach, but I tried to limit that amount of time uh, in my lessons so that the lessons are more focused on the students being engaged in whether it be a project, um, in cooperative groups, whether it be with working in pairs, or um, whole group, however they're working, Mm -hmm. but to allow them more time to be able to be involved in the lessons through project-based learning or, um, you know, answering questions or through discussions. So I try to step back and allow that to happen more than me just standing there talking and lecturing. Right. And uh, kind of this question kind of, it, it, it drifts into my next one for you. Uh, and this, my next question comes from an article uh, that we had in class, and it really wasn't an article, but it was basically the CRT mindset. And one of the parts of this mindset was that uh, teachers would be facilitators. Teaching is a facilitator. 
Um, and what this means is, you sound like you already have a definition, but I'll go ahead and give you one. Uh, teaching as a facilitator is being a guide for your students, learning and letting them take ownership of the learning process. So the question I have from this article for you is, have you, um, have you exercised that in your past, in your difference in your classrooms? Have you exercised that? Have you been more of a facilitator? Can you expand on the last question is basically what I'm asking you. Yes, um, I haven't always, but I have learned. I learned very quickly, but that to me is the best way to approach um, teaching a lesson in social studies and in any subject is to be more of the facilitator. Um, it really lends itself well in social studies because it's a lot of content area. And so you want to facilitate the lesson. You want to guide them because you want to ultimately have the outcome that you want, uh, you know what you want to teach mm -hmm. them. So you've got to guide that lesson and you've got to be the facilitator, but you've got to step back and allow them to be more involved in that lesson through right. um, cooperative learning. Okay. Uh, my next question comes from another article we had in class, and the name of this article was Six Common Lesson Planning Pitfalls. And uh, this article was really... Um, designed for novice educators, people like me, but I'm sure that people with all levels of experience have, have had some of these struggles at some time during their teaching careers. But in the basically the the lesson planning pitfall that me and you are going to be talking about is um, that the teachers don't always know how to start the lesson, and that was one of the problems. So my question for you from this article is uh, how did you normally start your lessons with social studies, and um, do you think the way that you started them were important? And grabbing the uh, student's attention. It's very important. And I was a novice teacher at one time, and I'm, I know that it took me several years to figure it out, but I was very lucky that I was introduced to the seats lesson plan where it helped me organize my thoughts. And as I was planning, having that standard in mind, and um, essential question, um, that really guided me into what I was uh, going to teach. So having, um, yes, I am pretty sure I fell into those pitfalls of lesson planning early on in my teaching career. But I learned very quickly that you have got to have um, really good lesson plans. You've got to know what your standard is. You've got to know what the content is that's got to be taught. You need those essential questions at the beginning of your unit or lessons to sort of grab that attention. You need those activators um, that activate the learning, whether it's through uh, visuals, uh, little uh, different types of media, uh, whether it's an activity or a game or just a, a question to get them thinking. Mm -hmm. You've got to have really good lesson plans in place. Okay, thank you. Um, one of my last questions I have for you today are from another article uh, from our coursework in 390. And the name of this article was Classroom Culture Promotes Academic Resiliency. And uh, earlier this week, I actually did a group presentation on this particular article. So it's really fresh in my mind. And I want to pick your brain on some of the ideas from the article. Primarily, the main idea from it that I want to ask you about is the teacher in the article tried to create a safe classroom culture for her students to be challenged in. So the question I have from this article for you is how did you create a challenging environment? Or if you did, how did you create a challenging environment for your students in the classroom? And um, did you, would you say that it was a, prere a prerequisite 
to have a safe classroom environment already installed before you challenge your students? It's a very complex question, so we'll break it down, but can you go ahead and tell me how you challenge students in the classroom? Well, before you can challenge any student in uh, any subject, you've got to have that um, good relationship with them, and you've got to have expectations. They need to know what's expected of them, and what you set that up, and you have really good um a good relationship with them. They feel safe. And so when you're challenging them uh, to go above and beyond, whether it's through a project, a group presentation, maybe journal entries, whatever your challenging activity that you want them to complete, they're going to be able to do that better, having that feeling of family, a classroom family, so they're not scared to take the risk because they know that it's okay to fail, that there's that safety net in place mm-hmm. and they're willing to step out and to try different things and to try things that are more challenging. So it's very important to have those um, good relationships with your students mm-hmm. and expectations and really that safe in place. Yes, it needs to be a safe environment. And if you have a safe environment, they're going to be willing to step out of their comfort zones and to try those challenging activities. And right. yes, you need to have challenging activities um, so that they're involved in their learning. Okay, well, thank you. That was kind of the bit last big question I had for you. And uh, before we uh, close out here, do you mind um, giving everybody who's listening some advice in their future careers as an educator? Well, the thing that I could say to me that's the most important thing Um, is to, when you have a classroom and start the year off, is you've got to have your expectations for your uh, classroom and in your subject areas um, laid out. Mm -hmm. You need to teach those expectations and those procedures and have have them in place. And when you've got those in place, you'll have a good foundation that you can build on Mm -hmm. and have that safe environment where children are... Um, willing to take risk and learn and have those discussions that will lead to a deeper understanding of the content areas. You just really, I guess my advice would be to make sure that you have those good expectations and procedures down pat, and then that will help set up for a successful year. And that really fits into a good classroom management strategy. So thank you. And right before we close out, one more thing. Just to run back through and summarize some of these topics for the people who are listening, especially social studies guys, people, guys and girls. Um, Lessons should be challenging. Correct. Lessons should be um, basically, should be taught like a facilitator, not necessarily a lecture. Correct. It's important to facilitate and not just sit there and lecture. Have them involved in your learning and their learning. Okay. Well, thank you so much. And seeing that this is a a 390 podcast for the University of Alabama, there's no better way to end a podcast than by the famous words, Roll Tide. Thank you for listening. Have a great day.